This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. My word, how the Rugby World Cup 2019 in Japan has flown by. We down to the last match of the tournament. England and South Africa in the final of uh, the World Cup. John Robbie and Robbie Kempson here to break it down for, for everybody, I, I suppose. John Robbie, uh, well, let's start with a small matter of a third and fourth place playoff match. Uh, well, which, game, which game was that? <laughs> New Zealand, oh. Wales. I, I actually watched it. It was very enjoyable. But when the two teams bring in eight replacements each and, and it's a game the players hate, you've got to get hang around for a week, get up for it, having lost the biggest game of your life. Nobody really cares about it. But I suppose they have to fill the space and bring in the television revenue. So... Well done, New Zealand, but it means absolutely nothing. And in a funny sort of a way, the fact it was such an attractive game, mm. and tomorrow one thinks it's because, you know, obviously the game is tomorrow as we're recording this, it's going to be a war of attrition. Mm. It almost takes away from the final. But uh, having said that, it's been, it's gone. It means nothing to me. Robbie Kimson, uh, a hollow victory for New Zealand. Do you think uh, that's the case? Yeah, definitely. No question. I, I agree. I don't think there's a need for a third, uh, fourth playoff or a bronze medal, as they call it. Um, it's you know South Africa were in the same situation when they played in uh, you know, in the World Cup as well. They also played New Zealand and they they won that game. But again, as John says, you know you're throwing in your bench players, you're giving them an opportunity, and it's a bit of a almost barbarians type game. So it's, there's no need for it, I don't think. And uh, and uh, yeah, I always thought that the All Blacks would be too good for Wales in it anyway. And Thankfully, it was a very attractive game, but agree, tomorrow's going to be a very different story. But let's not waste time talking mm, about that. Yeah, okay. let's, let's get on to the, the right. real deal. Let's get into the meat. Tomorrow won't be as attractive as today's game. Well, I don't, I don't think so, although, you know, we didn't expect the New Zealand-England semi-final to be as attractive. But I was in the pantomime last year in Johannesburg, one of the most incredible things I ever did. 72 performances in two months. And in the pantomime, you have the goodies and you have the baddies, right? Mm. You've got the heroes and heroines and you have the villains. And it's almost as though this final, the goodies, the heroines, the heroes are England because of the way they played in yeah. the semi-final. And the baddies are South Africa because they boot the ball up in the air. They don't play attractive rugby. And my goodness, I love the thought of that going into the final. After last week, I thought we've got very little chance. England was so fantastic. But the more this week has gone on and the more I think about it and the more I've applied my mind to it. I think we've got a very, very good chance. Do you agree with that, Robbie Kimson? Uh, might not be as attractive, but very practical, our rugby as uh, South Africa. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think it's going to be closer than people give it credit for. Um, you know, if you look at a few of the scribes and the England players that are uh, uttering absolute nonsense out there, they <laughs> obviously say that not one South African would make uh, the England uh, World Cup side. So, uh, no, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I, I, it's not going to be attractive. Um, I don't think even England's going to be attractive. I think they, uh, in view of the way we play the game, they're going to have to adapt slightly to that as well. And we, we have the firepower to stop their big runners mm. uh, coming at us, be at Toje, you know, be it Underhill, Curry, doesn't matter, Bonipolo. We've got the meat that can stop that. So, and I think that's the big thing. They won't get the momentum they got against the All Blacks. Yes. And uh, I think we can match them out wide. Uh, the only part that slightly concerns me is the aerial game. And um, particularly of Villiru, uh, not so anyone else. And I mean, I think their, their biggest thing as well is trying to stop Damien Deander. And, uh, you know, the form that he's in at the moment, despite also what a lot of uh, pundits have to say, <laughs> he, he really has got us over the advantage line and, and got a bit of go for it. 
Absolutely. And, and uh, you, you talk about the scribes. I, you know, I remember when Jake White went to Dublin and he was asked a, a question at the airport. They said, or his first press conference, you know, how many of the Irish team would you be? He said, none of them. Mm. Being totally honest. And he meant I back my own players. Yeah. But then when you get a cheeky little bugger like Matt Dawson saying, no, they would I mean, <laughs> you don't have to give a team talk. All you have to do is hold that up. That's right. And the, and the players are going to go to it. And plus, now, without in any way being nasty or racist or controversial... There are certain Afrikaans people who have long memories about what the English did to in, the, in, in, in the Boer War concentration. And, you know, it's something that's there. Yeah. And anyone, you know, John Smith talks about Bucky's Porter and the difference in his game playing against... I mean, it's in the DNA. Yeah. And so the more you add fuel to the fire like that, the more the, 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 the South Africans are going, are going to come out. But, but let's get a little bit more technical than that. I did a little bit of, of research and... Nowadays, they don't just talk about tackles. They talk about dominant tackles. You have mm. a tackle and you have a dominant mm. tackle. The average dominant tackles in a game that most at the World Cup that have been made, the average of the tackles that are dominant is 35%. In the World Cup so far, the average number of Springbok tackles has been 69%. Springbok dominant Dominant tackles. tackles. 69% of our tackles Mm. are dominant tackles, right? The average number of people who attend a breakdown, because you know nowadays, if if you don't just get in quick and sharp, you stand back because you don't want to commit people to the ruck. The average number of people who go into the breakdowns is 43% of the the, the, the breakdowns, right? I can't quite understand the stat, but that's the number of, 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 of breakdowns that are contested. Box 64%. Mm. So what I'm saying is, in the same way as the New Zealanders looked unbeatable against Ireland, and then they came up against England, they faced a totally different challenge. England looked unbeatable against New Zealand. Those stats prove that they're going to face a different challenge. Absolutely. And they won't be able to control the game yeah. as they did. And, you know, the Springboks with their backs against the wall, as Rassi said, I only had two years, therefore I'm playing a very basic game that's hard to play against. Mm. That could be that could be significant. And Vili Larue, I mean, we all know he hasn't been as bad as everybody says. He has not been as bad. No. His positional play has been terrific. He's done some very good things. He's just made some of those basic errors. I don't think it's going to happen again. And I tip him to be one of the better players coming through. Even talking about it now, Robbie, I'm starting to get a little bit of confidence. Oh, good for you, John. I'm, I hope you can bring that to my side as well. To be honest. Uh, the one place of dominance I think we definitely will have is the scrums. And the other thing that we're pretty good at, and I, I agree with John, I mean, that Matt Dawson column is absolutely despicable. Yeah. But um, what we can do is get under the skin of a, a Carl Sinclair um, or Courtney Laws. And, yes. and that just can change things slightly. Uh, Sinclair's very volatile. And I think when he's going on the back foot in one or two scrums, he's not getting the go forward of his ball carries. He's been smashed in one or two driving malls. And he gets a little irritated. There could be a, a small mm. explosion waiting to happen right there. So, And our discipline's been very good throughout the, the tournament. There's no question about that. So uh, that's what's another aspect of play that we should have dominance. Is the, the scrums, one and the two, the driving malls, I think we'll potentially get the better of them. And that really does stop the momentum. We talk about our dominant hits. I mean, we do. We get dominant hits. It's the, the way the South Africans have been taught to um, tackle with the outside in defence and yeah. ensuring that they get you know two tacklers on every ball carrier. So you, you know, got your 220 kilograms against 100 kilograms each time. And once you get that dominance, you know the go forward momentum that England has to play with or like to play with, it's going to have a Ford and Farrell on the back foot somewhat, and they might have to end up uh, doing a lot more kicking than they'd like. <laughs> 
Interesting. The other, the other thing that, that, again, thinking about it, and as I say, I've had this sea change during the, during the week. If you looked at the English structured attack, it was magnificent, whether from set piece or from loose play. And one of the key things was the distribution of their big forwards. You know, normally when you play that front line and a big forward takes the ball, he puts head down, he smashes in with a pod yeah. or whatever. You look at the, at, at the Sinclairs and the Atojis and so on. They took that ball and they gave that deft little yeah. pass back and they did it very, very well. And the only problem, the downside about that structured attack is if somebody can break up the structure then the whole thing sort of falls yeah. apart. And you imagine England got this lovely planned move where Sinclair takes it and instead of crashing, he feeds it back. There's somebody coming in from the blind side wing. Next second, he's smashed backwards. Yeah. Then suddenly, there's panic being created and there's no better side to feast on the panic than South Africa going forward. It'll be interesting to see. I, I still feel there'll be a bit of a surprise. We'll come up with some sort of a surprise. Mm. I would like to see set-piece moves. If you think back to that um, move that Argentina scored against England from a set piece I think it was from a line out uh, and Australia did the same that I think England defence John uh, uh, Mitchell has got them so organised but if you can hit them with something that's fairly simple but brilliantly brilliantly practised and planned and suddenly we've got ball to our speed on the outside and in a World Cup finally you only have to do it once or twice yeah. and you can win the game so I would like to see that element coming in even if it's from set piece or also because from, from you know we're going to kick a lot up in the air there's no question about that the other thing is from broken play let's try to get the ball to Cheslin Colby uh, to Vili LaRue to um, uh, uh, um, uh, Makazoli Mapimpi yeah. and let them use their speed and even if you just bring those two elements in you've done something different I'm very glad that you touch on the back line John Robbie because the dominance that we've been talking about we all know begins with the forwards now you've got the likes of uh, Lucanio Am and uh, Damien Dadlinda, um, a, a very good matchup in the midfield this entire Rugby World Cup up against Manitou Lagi and uh, Owen Farrell. How do they go about that job? Well, it, they're fabulous. I mean, they're, you know, they're physical, skilled, fast backlines, both of them. You know, you mentioned Farrell as well is another guy who you can get under his skin. You know, what Robbie mm. is saying is interesting. But having said that, Robbie, we've got to be very careful that Jerome Gar says doesn't get under our skin. He is a magnificent ref, but there's just something about the way he handles it when you compare him to to uh, uh, Owens or some of the referees he just doesn't give you that particular that particular conference uh, confidence but we've had him a couple of times yeah. now we got the rub of the green in that in that second game we mm. had him and I hope if a few decisions don't go our way we don't start feeling the refs against us but I can't think that's going to happen Robbie before you answer that do you actually think that uh, he might try to overcorrect all of those mistakes no. He's a ref. The referee. <laughs> nah, you know, yeah, no, correct, no, no, no. You know, you know, he's a tattoo on the inside of his left arm. Mm. He has a tattoo that says, "He who controls himself controls the game," mm. which I think is which I think is very very interesting. And and uh, he's 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 terrific. You know, he's he's there. He's got a World Cup final. Yeah. Just by the way, a lot of people are saying Jonathan uh, 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 Nigel Owen should have got the game, but I see he has an uh, an injury. Okay. He's actually pulled a muscle in his leg, so he wasn't available for the final. First French uh, referee ever in a World Cup final. Let's hope it doesn't come down to a, to a bad call. What do you make of that, uh, Robbie? Yeah, so I tend to agree. I think he's put the pass behind him. He'll move on to this game. Yeah, he's he's quite an interesting character when it comes to particularly the breakdown area, which could could be uh, an area of concern for us as well, considering they do have those kamikaze kids in Curry and Underhill, you know, smashing into those areas. So, mm. yeah, Sia's going to have his hands full with regard to looking after them and the referee and, and the manner in which he adjudicates uh, those decisions. And I think also from our bench point of view, if you look at our bench compared to theirs, I'm much more comfortable seeing the line 
likes of Kitsoff and Mark Snyman coming onto the field and, you know, George Cruz, etc. I mean, I think our bench is perhaps a little bit stronger and the guys that will finish the game. Is I agree. Eddie, <laughs> named, Eddie named his finishing side first. Well, I think our finishes are of a lot better pedigree than what he has. Mm. So if it does come down to that last 10, 15 minutes and it's still a close game, I'd give it to South Africa. One, one, one thing that concerns me was the try we gave away against Wales. And if you look today at that New Zealand try, where they, if, where, when Reed flipped the ball back between his legs and they worked that short side and both put a guy in for a simple try, I was one of, with Yanni Briot, one of the guys, and it came from Murray Mexted, who taught us how to do it, this eight to nine left, eight to nine right. And the only way to defend against it, if, if, if you play eight to nine left, the scrum half, even though you're so tempted to try and interfere with the ball or, 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 or tackle the, the number eight, mm. that's what gives the overlap. And the, the, the fact that Faf got caught into it, the only way to defend is for Faf to drop right and mark the scrum half who moves right and leave the first tackle to the flank. And that, that after a while becomes second nature. And it's almost as though that's been forgotten. And when you look at a guy like Ben Youngs, who's playing there, who also has a history of scoring against us and causing trouble with that, with that dummy, I just hope Rassi and his team... I even thought of sending Rassi uh, an email uh, just to say, Rassi, watch out on that 89 <laughs> left because this is the way you defend against it. Yeah. And also Ben Youngs is a, is a very dangerous guy. Remember the dummies he stole against Peter Seth? Uh, to mm. toy. I bet he won't get away with them again because Peter Steff is going to be haunted by those for yeah. years. But two little things. If Ben Youngs gets injured, England are in big trouble because this guy, Spencer, has come and is sitting on the bench in a World Cup final, having not played a game in the, in, in the World Cup, which is a hell of a thing. If uh, we lose Andre Pollard early on, we've got a similar one. So yeah. both of those are areas of vulnerability and I hope that's been taken into account. Gentlemen, we are at the end of the Rugby World Cup. I want, in not so many words, you guys to just uh, give me a summary of what this World Cup was, how it was for you. John, Robbie, let's start with you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The crowds have been magnificent. The spectacle has been magnificent. Uh, you talk to anybody who's been there, it's been different. It's been fun. It's been, it's been marvellous. I think the, the game of rugby has come out of it very well. Mm. I think the only problem is, and here I'm, I'm talking against the Springboks, that, that it is too easy to tie the game down. This box kick, etc. And I'm certain something is going to come. I mean, to me, it's very, very simple. All you do is, if a box kick is bad, a good box kick should be a tactic that can be used. Yeah. But if the box kick is bad, I think they should allow marks outside the 22. At the moment, you can only have a mark inside the 22. Mm. And I think that, that if, if a player is allowed to make a mark, okay, then the kick is bad. So therefore, I think mm. that bring back the marks and allow it outside the 22 and make it like a penalty so somebody can make a mark and kick to the corner. Mm. And I tell you what, that means if you want to box kick, you better make sure you don't overdo it and you do it well. I don't know your thoughts on that, Robbie. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think it's probably the only thing that will come out this World Cup. Um, I think it's been a fantastic, as you say, brilliant World Cup from start to finish. The Japanese have put on a, what a spectacle they have put on and uh, attended every game. It's been a full house, packed houses. And I think it's spread the game of rugby throughout the world, not just Japan. I think Japan obviously will benefit hugely from it. But I think worldwide, um, everything, everyone's seen what rugby can do and, and how it can uh, 
you know, bond and get people together, particularly different nations with, with regards you know, to one country. So, But I also think, I agree with John, I think uh, subtle law changes will come in with regards to the box kick. Mm. It is an area of concern. It also becomes a high-impact area in view of the fact that the, you have the chaser and, and the guy catching the ball as well. So um, there might be something done about that. But for everything else, it is you know, what a World Cup it's been. And to think how far Rusty's come in those two years um, uh, to be you know, to, to go against Eddie and what Eddie's done in the last four years with England, it's going to be one hell of a finish. And I think the grand final, uh, from our point of view, it, it's exactly what our country needs. And certainly, you know, and, and going up against England, I think, makes it almost that little bit sweeter if we get the victory. I think, I, think you, I think you make a great point. And, and just, you know, because here at 702, obviously, Talani Gwala, uh, our, our colleague, uh, passed away today. And, and you know, everybody is, is in mourning. And you mentioned rugby. I mean, you, th- you think of a soccer World Cup after the game. The players do not bond from the different teams. You look at the respect that's shown, the love that is shown uh, between players. It's, it's marvellous. And I loved what Kieran Reid said, where he said, look, it's, there's more important things in life than yeah. rugby, but we love it, so, so, so yeah. let's do it properly and let's, let's honour it. He said something like that. And on a day where we've had so much tragedy here at 702 and we've so many problems in the, in the country, yeah. let's, let's celebrate rugby as a way that can, can bring it together. It's not live, life or death. But it is quite important, and when done properly, it's there's something wonderful about it. And that's what the World Cup has, I suppose, uh, cemented once again. Absolutely. It's been a celebration this entire World Cup. Robbie Kempson, I would like uh, you to go first with your predictions for this match. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, sure. Uh, listen, my heart says uh, everything for the Boca and uh, for Sia and, and Rassi. Uh, this England team, though, it, it, it really, I, I do think we don't go in as favourites. I think England do go in as favourites. Um, but if there's any side that can topple them, and, and if, if there's ever someone's face I'd like to see after defeated with Who's Eddie going Jones, to win? So. Who's going to win, Robbie? Cut the, <laughs> cut the slush. Cut the slush. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I think England perhaps might age this one, unfortunately. No points uh, for, for us, uh, Robbie. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We sure assisted. It's this England side, but it's proper. And I agree with Rusty's sentiments. He's had two years yeah. to try to build something. Eddie's had four years yeah. and has multi-millions of rands. Rusty hasn't been given that same pleasure. He hasn't had the same uh, finance, the same bank book. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an incredibly strong England side. I think we'll run them close, but unfortunately, I think they might edge us. John Robbie, I said at the start of this podcast series that if we get to the final, I'd ask for a score. So I'm hoping that you'll yeah. give me that. Uh, but your final thoughts and uh, prediction. Right. I'm not going to give you a score because you can't. <laughs> That's just, that's, that's just guess it. But at the beginning of the week, I thought England. And I thought, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get our uh, hard luck stories. And, well, it was great to get to the final. Mm. But, you know, if you get to a final, you'll remember it forever. If you win a final, you'll be remembered mm. forever. Wise words. As this work week has gone on, and as I look at it, and particularly those stats that, that I raised, and, and, and really looking at the, 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 the factors behind this particular game... England will not get the chance to play that well again. And when you've played as well as that, and suddenly the next week, it's not working for you, then suddenly an element of panic can, can come in. And I think if we can kick our goals, 
then I think that we're going to do it. And the more I think of it, the more it reminds me of 1995. So I'm not going to give you a score, but I'm going to say my heart and my head mm. say it's going to be a win for the Springboks. And I, don't, and I don't often do it. I don't get caught up in the jingoism. Yeah. But I think we've got a very, very good chance of winning this game. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, my heart and head are conflicted like Robbie's at the moment, so I'll keep that uh, there. <laughs> It's been a brilliant Rugby World Cup 2019. Thank you for the coverage, John Robbie, Robbie Kempson. Uh, Yold of Champion has brought you fantastic coverage as well from Japan. And uh, don't forget, 9 a.m. build up. Get up nice and early. Get ready for it. 11 a.m. is the kickoff. John Robbie, thank you so much for Fabulous. This great, series. great chatting to you, Butler, and well done with what you're doing on radio. And Robbie, great talking to you. It really has been good. We must have a few beers sometime. Absolutely. Look forward to a few amber liquids with you. Thanks very much for your time. <laughs> thank you, Robbie. Good luck with the Kings. Cheers, gents. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app. LivePodcasts.fm